hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and also streaming live on KNZR.com. And it's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty. You can get in touch with Lori by simply picking up your phone today and calling 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. While she won't be able to answer it for the next hour or so, one of her partners will, and they'll be delighted to help you with all your real estate needs, so give them a call, and good morning, Lori. Good morning, Adlai. How are you doing? Hey, it's going great. Loving the weather. It's awesome. and uh, A little cold for my taste, but yeah, it's doing pretty good, right? And yeah, and remember a few weeks ago, we talked about lowering my my, uh, thermostat. Uh Uh-huh. One night, I was like, I'm going to experiment. I'm going to turn it off. And? and it, it was 54 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy because I feel like your body does adjust. It does. It Just does. pile another blanket on. See? Exactly. It's good. Good for <laughs> snuggling. Right? Exactly. And saving money. You betcha. All right. So uh, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, I'm always amazed about the misconceptions that people have about the real estate industry about realtors, about the process of buying and selling a home. So I thought it might be a good time to try to debunk some of those most popular myths that surround my profession and the processes we go through. Hmm. Now that sounds like a great idea because unless you've been through the process, particularly recently, because a lot has changed. Yes, it has. (laughs) I can see where it'd be easy to have some erroneous ideas about what goes on. Exactly. You know, we've talked many times that the process of buying or selling real estate today is dramatically different than it was 5 or 10 or even 20 years ago. Some of the hard and fast rules of days gone by, they don't really apply today, and, and some don't even exist anymore. So let's start there. One of the biggest misconceptions in real estate are the requirements necessary to purchase a home, especially as it relates to down payments. You know, from the size of the down payment to how it impacts the purchasing process, really there are just several misconceptions regarding this stage of purchasing a property. I I, I was kind of amazed that a recent study by the California Association of Realtors showed that a surprisingly large number of potential home buyers thought that they had to have at least a 20% down payment. Wait, so that's not true? No, no, it's not at all. Now, there was once a time when you did need a 20% down payment to even consider buying a home. And it's still really a great way to avoid paying for private mortgage insurance or PMI while you can lower your overall monthly payment. Mm. But today, if you want to lock in a good rate, you're able to do that with as little as 3, 5, or 
or 10% down on a conventional loan or 3.5% for FHA financing. And for our military borrowers or veterans, they can obtain financing with no money down by obtaining a VA loan. And there are even some down payment assistance programs when funding is available that can get you in with little to no money down. That 20% down payment tradition, it's a holdover from decades ago. And once you let go of that and some other myths, you'll find a whole new world of options opening up for you. Now, Lori, just for those of us outside the real estate circle, Uh what exactly is PMI? So private mortgage insurance, which is what PMI stands for, is insurance that insures the lender in the event of a default on the mortgage. And that is required on all government loans and all conventional loans that have a loan to value of 20%, I'm sorry, a loan to value of 80% or more. Huh, So okay. I, actually that's 81% or more. Okay. So if you put 20% down, you can eliminate private mortgage insurance. Why that's important is that for your average priced home here in Bakersfield, that's 300000 roughly, with 10% down, your private mortgage insurance is $101 a month, okay. $1,200 a year. That adds up. It does. It does. Okay. Helps you get into the home, though. It does. So, okay. It okay. does. Because the other side of that on that $300,000 home is that additional 10% down is $30,000 more. Interesting. So, kind of got to weigh the options there. You do. Okay. You do. Okay. So, on the other side of that coin, though, just because you need less upfront money than our parents did when they were buying a home, it doesn't mean that you should start looking for homes without anything in savings, right? In a normal market, you may be able to get the seller to cover some of your closing costs. You could pay a slightly higher interest rate and receive a lender credit, but there's no guarantee that that's going to be the case. And in a strong seller's market like we're currently experiencing, it's going to be very difficult to have a competitive offer if you're going to be asking the seller to make closing cost concessions for you. I also think that you want to consider that there are usually <clears throat> some additional expenses when you buy a home. There could be the cost of inspections and the appraisal, potential repairs or improvements. Gosh, you've got moving expenses, maybe even furniture or appliances that you're going to want to purchase. And I think all of that means that you should have some money set aside when you move in. Money beyond your down payment and closing costs, if you will. And how much, of course, is going to depend on your specific situation. Huh. So what about the concept that putting down a smaller down payment could make your offer less attractive in today's market of limited inventory and multiple offers? Well, that's a really great question and one that, honestly, we're getting asked quite frequently. In a competitive seller's market, a larger down payment actually can create that illusion that it's giving the buyer a competitive advantage. Because of record high prices, a large down payment can give the impression to the seller of a reduced risk that an offer will fall out of contract due to the property not appraising at the offering price. And while it's true that sellers generally would prefer cash or a large down payment because of this, 
You really shouldn't feel like your offer is less appealing just because you're financing more than 80% of the purchase price. I mean, really, there are more ways, lots of other ways, frankly, that a good realtor can help position your offer to strengthen it in a way that will cause that one factor of the loan-to-value ratio to really pale in comparison to the other terms you're providing to the seller to make your offer look great. Plus, there's really no tangible value or benefit to the seller, whether you're putting 3% or 20% down, all other terms being equal. Since private mortgage insurance means that the bank is protected, there's no reason anyone should consider a lower down payment an inferior type of financing. However, if you are fortunate enough to have 20% or more available to put down, as we talked about, it certainly doesn't hurt to have a larger down payment and it lowers your monthly payments. And while we're on this subject and we're talking about the misconceptions regarding the requirements to purchase a home, let me also mention that you don't have to have perfect credit. Now, I know all my lender friends out there just cringed, but that's okay. The reality is that while a higher credit score will allow a more favorable interest rate, it doesn't mean that a lower score is an insurmountable hurdle. There are many options available for buyers of all income and all credit tiers. Talk to your lender to see what's available. And if you need recommendations to top-notch local lenders that are going to guide you in the process and even help outline a plan to help build your credit score or the cash reserves that you need, call me or call one of my team. We'll put you in touch with some of the best in the business and we'll help find the perfect match for your unique situation. Now, Lori, is there a credit range you want to be in? Is there something so low you're like, you know what, it's not worth trying? <laughs> you know, I, I, as I have said many a time, the answer is never no. It's just not now, right? Okay. So your credit score range is going to be dependent upon the type of loan that you're you're going to apply for. And so that is going to be a function of your down payment that you have available and what type of home you're looking to purchase. So again, each situation is unique and different. It's going to be on a case-by-case basis. We have worked with people with some low credit scores and helped them really elevate their scores to be able to, to buy homes that they didn't think they'd be able to purchase. So while the answer may be not today, that doesn't mean that we can't purchase a few months down the road. So my credit score is a one? No problem. We'll work on that. We'll get you there. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I love it. Thank you. Just give us a call and we'll get you in touch with the right people. Okay? Perfect. All right. Um, so last but certainly not least, when we're talking about financing your new home purchase, there are two other myths that go hand in hand. One is that getting pre-qualified or pre-approved is going to hurt your credit. And the second is that you should wait to get pre-approved until you find the home of your dreams. Nothing could be further from the truth. In the case of your credit scoring, the truth is this. Getting pre-qualified is only a soft hit on your credit, causing absolutely no impact. 
once you apply for pre-approval, it will show a hard pull on your credit score. However, the credit scoring models take into account that you might be shopping around and they only count several mortgage applications within two weeks to 30 days as a single inquiry, according to Experian, who is one of the three credit reporting bureaus. So that should ease your mind. Okay, so it's okay to shop around. Absolutely. Okay, okay good. I was wondering if there is a magic number. Do you need X amount of quotes? Oh, no, you don't. You can. You are free to proceed with one, but we find that a lot of times people just in today's climate, they want to get a couple, two, three, just to make sure that everybody's giving them the right information. and that Nothing wrong with a little competition Absolutely, there. that yes. everybody's being okay. competitive, right? <laughs> um, now, as regards the waiting to be pre-approved aspect, frankly, a properly counseled buyer should want to be pre-approved for a mortgage before they go house hunting. Finding a home can be time-consuming, it can be exciting, and it can be frustrating all at the same time. And before getting involved in a full-out search for that perfect home, we've always felt that it was important to counsel our clients to eliminate the chances of disappointment down the road by getting a pre-approval from a lender. Think about it. A buyer could be devastated if they find a home that they love, write an offer, and have it accepted, only to find out they've been declined for a mortgage. Right? That would be awful. Furthermore, in today's highly competitive market, I think it's important to recognize that multiple offers are common, and that scenario is a dream for sellers, but an absolute nightmare for buyers. If your new dream home is receiving multiple offers without a pre-approval letter, you may have no chance at all of your offer even being considered. So it's going to be critical to be pre-approved in that multiple offer scenario. So for my sweet husband, who does an amazing job of making sure our home runs well, go put that wash in the dryer and I'll meet you back here after the break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all of the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch, anytime, day or night. If you'd like a video tour of a home that doesn't have one, just reach out, and she or one of her partners will be happy to accommodate you. You can also arrange an in-person tour either on the website or by calling or texting that office number. Remember, she's ranked as one of the top 250 agents in the nation by the Wall Street Journal, and her goal is to serve you. So let her do that, and we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. The times we're living in are unparalleled. 
and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options, and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. We're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. You can call Lori anytime, and that phone number is 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to the website at themccartygroup.com. Voted Best of Bakersfield, your favorite realtor for 2020. And I'm sure that's an honor she'll win again this year. I know she's our favorite realtor here. To vote for her or any of your favorite local services, you can simply search Best of Bakersfield 2021. Best Real Estate Agent is located under the Services category. I know I'll be voting on a daily basis. Thank you, Adelaide. Yes, absolutely. And now if you're just tuning in, Lori's debunking the most popular real estate myths this morning. Before the break, you were talking about the myths associated with getting a mortgage. What are some of the other popular myths that you're encountering these days? Well, there are a couple of other misconceptions associated on the buying side of the transaction that I think are really important to mention. I think the first one would be, and this is something we hear a lot from buyers, and it would be that schools or school districts are really irrelevant to those without kids, right? Like, I don't have kids. I don't care what school district it's in. So historically, homes in the best school districts typically cost more than those in districts where test scores are average or worse. If you don't have kids, I know it can be tempting to try and get more house for your money in an area where there are average education standards. The truth, however, is that when it comes time for you to resell your home, those in the better school districts will be in a stronger position. They're going to retain their value better, and they're actually going to provide a better return on your investment. So if it's within your budget, I think you should really consider buying a home in a good school district. And in Bakersfield and Kern County, there are many that meet that qualification. This is really another time that location, location, location holds true. So please don't buy into that myth that schools, parks, and recreation centers only impact those who use them. They sim- that simply is not true. And then the second myth I'd like to address in that area of buying a home 
is buying the biggest home in the neighborhood or buying the biggest home that you can afford. I think this is really a harmful myth for a couple of reasons. First, buying the biggest home on the block sets the high watermark for sales in the neighborhood, meaning when it's your time to sell, you may struggle to find comparable properties to support your sales price. Secondly, the number one complaint of new home buyers is that they bought either too big or too small of a home. So really ask yourself, how much home do you need? And get the best property for your budget rather than trying to maximize your square footage. If you think about it, more square footage means more to heat and cool, more to clean, my least favorite thing to do, more to furnish, more space that you're going to have to paint, to floor, to repair. So the question becomes, is it space you're really going to use? that you truly, truly need? Or is it just space that's there? Interesting. And you bring up square footage. Is there an ideal amount of bedrooms, though, maybe? Um, yes. Okay. I, I would tell you that a two-bedroom home is a disadvantage in uh-huh. all but uh, active adult communities. In an active adult community, we don't really need a lot of bedroom space. Um, generally those are set up as two plus an office or a, a swing type room. Okay. Um, four bedrooms or three plus an office is the preference huh. in your family type neighborhoods. And with the advent of staying at home, spending more time, you know, sheltering in place, we are seeing trends to even more space five bedrooms, six bedrooms, becoming even more common. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So back to my assertion about not buying the largest or maxing out your budget. When you buy a home below your maximum price that you can qualify for, that also means that you then have money in your budget to do home improvement projects over the course of owning a home as well as to take vacations, to enjoy hobbies and other life-essential activities, rather than being, quote-unquote, house poor, so to speak, which, obviously, it's not a very good way to try to live, at least in my opinion, okay? Um, Another buyer-side myth is that it's okay not to have a home inspection, (laughs) particularly on a newer home. I get that it might be tempting to try to save a few hundred dollars by skipping a professional home inspection and maybe having a friend or a family member look at the home and tell you that it's A-OK. However, I strongly recommend against it. Think about it this way. Isn't it worth a few hundred dollars to validate a several hundred thousand dollar purchase price? To me, it is. I mean, home inspectors look for more than 1,600 specific items in the home, helping you avoid any hidden flaws that there could be. So unless your family member or friend is a professional home inspector, 
I'm afraid you could be in for some very unpleasant surprises after the purchase. If you hire an inspector with high customer ratings and you let them explain what they've seen at the end of the inspection, I think you're going to be far better off. And if you need recommendations to some great inspectors, call us and we'll put you in touch with some of the best in the business. And while we're on the subject of home inspections, they are not a matter of pass or fail. That's just not the way it works, right? The inspection is meant to assess the condition of the home, and the inspector is then going to provide a report at the end explaining all of the issues that they found along with a summary or an assessment of the key components or systems in the house, such as the plumbing, the electrical system, the heating and cooling, and the roof. Now, we know no one likes the idea of someone crawling around their home for a few hours with a camera and a notebook, making notes about every crack or crevice or defect that they're finding, uh, systems that might not function to a certain standard. But here's the deal. Inspectors are hired by the buyer to do an independent and an objective evaluation of a property. And the reality is they're going to find things. No property is perfect, not even brand new construction. So sellers, it's just a part of the process. And buyers, you're never going to find a flawless home. In a highly competitive market, where you were more than likely competing against other buyers for the home you're in contract on, you want to consider that the seller may be holding backup offers in the event something goes wrong with your offer. When you submit an excessive request for repairs, that could be the thing that sends the seller over the edge and causes them to shut down and refuse to fix anything. So be very cautious and rely on the expertise of the agent you've hired to represent you. Now, will, will lenders, act, they, they want the home inspection too, correct? But it's not required. But it's not required. Okay. Right. Okay. Lenders do not require a home inspection. The only inspection any lender requires is the VA requires there to be a termite inspection. Now, on both the VA and the FHA financing, the appraiser also serves an inspection-type role where they make sure that the property meets minimum FHA and VA standards for the property. Okay, okay. but they're not going to go as in-depth. No, not anywhere near. There are just a few certain standards that they say, yep, it's got it, it's got it, it's got it. Okay, but they don't test every electrical outlet. They don't check every plumbing fixture, et cetera. Okay, Mm -hmm. then I think my last but not least uh, myth on the buyer's side is that when you're making an offer on a home, you should start with a low offer. Um, Now that really is going to be dependent upon the market conditions. We all want to be winners, right? We all want to feel like we are good negotiators. That's, that, that just makes us feel good as individuals. But sometimes that desire 
can truly get the best of us. Although there's nothing wrong with negotiating, if the home is priced within range, an unrealistically low offer is only going to alienate the seller. And frankly, you're not going to be taken seriously. In situations like our current market, where housing inventory is low and demand is sky high, you need to come in with a respectable, competitive offer. The truth is, in today's market, low offers can be insulting to sellers, and they generally aren't a very good way to open up a transaction or to start a negotiation. Don't be surprised if you receive a very slight counter or no counteroffer at all. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the seller isn't obligated to respond to your low offer. Remember, no response actually is a response, just not the one you were hoping for. Reminds me of dating in high school, right? <laughs> but I, I hadn't thought I about it that. like that, but you're exactly right. Let it go. <laughs> yep. So, so here's the key. If you really want the home and it's priced reasonably, you're going to need to make a very strong offer that is close to, at, or even above list price to secure the home of your dreams. And this is where a great agent is going to help you come up with a winning offer strategy. That's great advice because I do think about when I was purchasing a home and I'd be like, oh, let's go a little bit under. But then, mm-hmm. the, but then it's gone. The house right. gets, and you're like, man, I would have paid extra. I right. would have, I would have went a few thousand, five, ten thousand over the asking if I knew I was going to get that house. So I've lost opportunities because of that. So yes, and and I, but I will tell you, in all my years of experience, I also know that in the final analysis, you wound up with the house you were supposed to wind up with. That's great. Wouldn't great. you yep. agree? I agree. I absolutely agree. That's that's great to hear. Yes. Definitely. So now moving over to the seller's side mm-hmm. of the transactions, um, are there any myths on that side? Oh, my. Of course there are. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, there are probably as many or maybe even more on the seller's side. So let's start with uh, a pretty common myth that we're really hearing a lot about right now. In today's hot market, Lori, a home doesn't need to be prepared for sale, right? <laughs> what do you mean? Wait a sec. <laughs> now, now, actually, you know, here's a myth that, that there might be a seed of truth to it. And I know that's going to sound a little surprising. So I would tend to agree that in today's hot market, a home doesn't need to be prepared for sale if you don't want to get top dollar for your home (laughs) okay okay that makes sense all right all right so here's what's really sad for whatever reason maybe it's impatience maybe it's greed maybe it's lack of confidence or knowledge some agents fail to share that truth with their sellers and as a result their clients wind up leaving anywhere from thousands to tens of thousands of dollars on the table as a result. You know, we were talking about a potential situation off air earlier. Mm -hmm. And 
it is sad to me that, again, for whatever reason, there are there there are sellers who are leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table just because they don't know. They see a number that looks good to them. It's more than they thought. And yet, there's still so much more that they could accomplish. And what's the, what's the worst case scenario if you have it a little bit too high? Um, you got to lower it? You got to lower it. Yes, <laughs> okay. you do. And okay. you got to lower it quick. And we'll talk about that myth as well. Okay. Okay. okay? So now, in addition to the dollars that you could be losing, when you properly prepare a home for sale, honestly, it can be the difference between the home selling in a relatively quick amount of time or it languishing on the market and developing that negative stigma that so many homes get. Um, You know, I've always said that you have one opportunity to make a great first impression with your home. So why wouldn't you want it to be in tip-top shape, right? Additionally, most buyers are looking for a home that's in what I would call moving condition. And the initial time that that home is on the market is the most critical time ever. If a home is priced properly, prepared properly, and marketed correctly, It should be under contract relatively quickly. You know, in today's affordable price ranges, it happens almost like clockwork that we list a home on Friday and have multiple offers above list price and the home is under contract by Sunday evening. We're so excited for our sellers that our marketing strategy is putting anywhere from 3 to 5% above the listing price back in our clients' pockets. I mean, honestly, we just couldn't be happier for them. And most of the time, it's a guaranteed amount, meaning that the buyers have said we are guaranteeing to pay this price regardless of what it appraises for, or they're guaranteeing to pay an amount above appraised value. So don't be fooled. Simple preparations such as staging tips, general cleaning, some minor improvements, pre-listing inspections if they're necessary – They can all help minimize your time on the market while greatly maximizing the sale price. Remember, there are still expired listings occurring every single day as unsold properties. So for those sellers, clearly something went wrong. So uh, tell me, Lori, what could that be and what could have gone wrong? Well, honestly, in most of the cases, I see it's one of a couple of things. Um, Frequently, we see that the seller has bought into that uh, common myth we were just talking about. (gasps) Worst case scenario. (laughs) All right. I could price my home higher than market to leave room for negotiations, right? Mm. Now, in the days of old, that was the strategy. But in today's market, the in most neighborhoods, I, I found it interesting. I just did a, a little search, and all of last year, homes in the MLS overall sold at 77%, which I thought was really low. Um, and that may have been just an overall history of the MLS. The data may have been wrong, what I pulled. 
But neighborhood by neighborhood, I was seeing that most homes were selling at 98, 99% of um, what they were listed for. So as realtors, I think we've done a really great job of conditioning the buying public that the price is the price is the price, that sellers are pricing the properties to sell. And occasionally we will see properties that are selling at or above list price. I know for my team that we are seeing them sell at 3 to 5% above list price, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. So when you look at pricing the property higher than market value, you have to realize that correctly pricing a home is one of the top three important things when you go to sell. Incorrectly pricing it, frankly, can be the kiss of death. When you price it higher so that you have room for negotiation with a potential buyer, it can lead to a lot of frustration and, honestly, your home can sit on the market for a long time. You have to understand when you're selling a home who today's buyers are and what they're all about. The internet has greatly impacted the real estate industry and buyers are way more savvy today and far more educated than ever before due to their access and the amount of information that's available on the web. They're not going to waste their time looking at a home that they feel like is overpriced by thousands of dollars. So before you list it higher than the market comps, um, trying to leave room for negotiation, you need to understand that most buyers are going to know it's overpriced and they might not ever come look at your home. So if they can't see it, they're never even going to make an offer on it. Furthermore, studies show that the longer a home remains on the market, overpriced, the less it will actually sell for in the long run. Even though a buyer could walk in, fall in love with it, once they discover it's been on the market longer than the average marketing time in the area, they're going to have a tendency to question why no one else bought it. Like, I love it, but what's wrong with it? What am I missing? It's just human nature. We start to question ourselves. So if you're not getting the action you need on your home, this could be the reason. Interestingly enough, this myth kind of goes hand in hand with another myth that seems kind of counterintuitive. Historically, sellers have felt that if they didn't ask top dollar, they wouldn't get it. And if they underpriced their homes, they'd be leaving money on the table. So there's a new thing called strategic pricing, right? I know you're thinking, what in the heck is that? Um, According to a recent study by the National Association of Realtors, this strategy could actually help you sell your home for more money. Think about it. If your home is in a strategic price break, if you price it at the low end of that break, a lower-priced home typically attracts more attention from a greater number of buyers. And in a competitive housing market like we're currently experiencing, Mm -hmm. 
This often leads to interested buyers striving to outbid one another for the home, and the end result, that fear of missing out, it causes buyers to offer above asking price for your home in an effort to be able to call it theirs. Oh, wow. Are we seeing this uh, phenomenon here locally, Lori? Frequently, Adelaide. But it's a really delicate strategy and one that you want to make sure you're using a skilled professional to employ. Because should you choose to go this route and hire an agent that doesn't have the marketing strategy, plan, and dollars behind them to drive the traffic to your property, you could find yourself with only one offer at listing price, and that's going to defeat your purpose. You want to make sure you've got a strong agent who can drive the traffic to your property to generate those multiple offers to drive that price up. Make sense? That makes sense. Oh, yeah. can be very tricky. That's why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Now, another common seller's myth that we hear relating to the condition of someone's home is the exact opposite of the first one that we talked about, and that's that we should renovate your kitchen and bathroom before you sell because you'll earn back what you spent on renovations. Well, if your kitchen and bath work, a major remodel could actually backfire on you. Frankly, prospective buyers just may not share your taste, but they honestly have an inner guilt frequently about redoing something that's just been renovated. And they could just pass on your house because they don't really like what you did, but they don't want to go to the effort and expense of redoing it because they feel like they're just wasting money, taking out something that's already new. Um, You're better off, I believe, adjusting your price accordingly or speaking to an agent for what they feel is the best return on investment. And agents will come out and give you their opinion complimentary. According to Remodeling Magazine's Cost Versus Value Report, the only renovations that are likely to net you as much as you spend are new front doors and new garage doors. Fascinating, huh? Very fascinating. The last (laughs) things I would think of. Exactly. So depending on whose figures you look at, you're likely to only recoup about 67.8 to 79.3% of what you spend on a kitchen remodel and anywhere from 70 to 80% on a bathroom remodel in a mid-range home. So my advice is, if you want to update your home for your own enjoyment because you're living there and plan to do so for a while, go right ahead. But only consider substantial remodels right before selling If all of the properties selling in your neighborhood have the upgrades you're looking to complete and there is a substantial reduction in sales price beyond the cost of remodel if you don't complete them. I was going to mention that too. Was it Margaret last week? Uh Uh-huh. She mentioned a lot of sellers have a budget to fix things up now. Right. Yeah. So I thought that's good. Absolutely. So stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to debunk more of the most popular real estate myths. And of course, I've saved the best for last. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. 
We'll be right back. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing. You're listening to KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori and on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook at The Kern County Real Estate Review. There, you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Sunday mornings. And so what's the next real estate myth you're going to tell us the truth about, Lori? (laughs) Well, I think that would be selling a home for sale by owner saves lots of money. You know, this is a really common myth and one that honestly perpetuates itself, particularly in a good market like the one we're currently experiencing. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people do successfully sell homes on their own, but they need the skills to get the home listed online, market the home to prospective buyers, negotiate the contract, and then deal with any issues that arise during the inspection or the loan application phases. It's not impossible to sell a home on your own, but I think you'll find that buyers expect a substantial discount when you do. So what you save on a real estate commission is probably going to be wiped out by accepting a lower price. So let's examine this. The main reason sellers believe that selling their home by themselves is a good idea is because they think it will save them lots of money and they think it is easy. It would be great if selling homes was as simple as putting a for sale sign in the front yard, listing it on a website or two, and waiting for the buyers to come. But unfortunately, it's just not. When you try to do it on your own, more often than not, Statistics show that sellers end up losing money by not hiring a professional real estate agent. 
This happens for several reasons. Sometimes it's overpriced, and we've already talked about what overpricing does to your home's final selling price. Sometimes the individual seller isn't able to negotiate the best price and terms for themselves on their own home, and they leave money on the table that way. I know I'm a great negotiator for other people. I don't do such a hot job for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Possibly the transaction was mishandled or the seller didn't know enough about the process and what questions to ask, winding up with the buyer being declined for their loan after being under contract for three months. Or it could simply be that the for sale by owner individual simply didn't have the marketing resources to create the greatest buyer reach in today's competitive market so that they could generate enough interest and activity to create those multiple offers causing people to compete against one another that drive the value up, creating that higher purchase price that great agents are able to do. You know, I often chuckled myself when clients comment on how easy their transaction was with our team and how my job must be so delightful, right? Make no mistake, it is delightful and it's extremely rewarding to know that we've helped so many clients achieve their real estate dreams while making it all look so seamless and so easy for each of them. But what nobody sees are the late night hours, the panicked phone calls to the lenders and the escrow officer confirming for the umpteenth time that everything's on track to meet the client's needs, that they don't hear the matter-of-fact voicemails that have to be left when someone isn't doing what they said they were going to do, because that's what we do. And we don't feel it's worth worrying our clients over the thousands of details that have to be coordinated on their behalf in order to, A, achieve top dollar for them, and B, get to the closing table on time. So just to share some facts with you, statistics show that using a professional to sell your home will likely net you 26% more than not using one. That's a huge number. It is. Wow. Okay. So a corollary to that myth is the one that says, the less commission I pay, the more money I make. Again, studies show that this simply isn't the case. A 2 to a 2.5% reduction in commission paid to an agent who offers to discount their fees and services pales in comparison to the average 10% sales price reduction. Simple math tells you that as a seller, in this scenario, you're leaving 7.5% to 8% of your purchase price on the table. With the median sales price locally being around $300,000, that's some pretty hefty dollars we're talking about. That sure is. And uh, what other myths are there, Lori? Well, another very common myth is the concept that you get a better deal as a buyer when buying a home through the listing agent. So buying a home can be a complicated process, and I think it's imperative that you have a great real estate agent representing your best interests in the process. So commonly, buyers think that using the listing agent is going to result in a better deal on the home. I think the thought process behind this myth is that 
the listing agent might either reduce their commission percentage because they're receiving both sides of the transaction, or they might give the buyer an inside track in negotiations. That might sound like an ideal scenario for a buyer, but what the buyer doesn't understand is that the listing agent is also still representing the seller. And while they do need to be honest, fair, and ethical to all parties, and certainly there are real estate professionals out there who can be trusted to represent both parties, it needs to be understood that the listing agent still has to represent the seller's best interest as well. This is a very hard line to walk, and I personally think it's a difficult task to master 100% of the time. Perception is reality, and it's hard not to have the perception of a conflict of interest when the listing agent is personally representing the buyer. If you use the listing agent and not one of their buyer specialists to buy one of their listings where you still have the buyer specialist acting as your advocate, consider how hard are they going to negotiate the price with the seller, who also happens to be their client. Same goes for any negotiations on the home inspection findings, etc. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's possible to accomplish it. But the biggest consideration that needs to be taken into account is the representation that's going to be received. Hmm. Now, is there anything else before we wrap up? Well, there is. In fact, <laughs> honestly, I can think of a zillion more things, um, but I think we only have time for one more. So I think the most important remaining myth that I could debunk for all of you out there would be all real estate agents are the same. So what does it matter who I choose? Just as some doctors, lawyers, and teachers have varying degrees of education, experience, and skills, so it's true with realtors. While the general process of buying or selling a home and the ensuing chain of events are all similar, no two agents are the same, nor is their approach to real estate the same. The public often lumps all agents into the same bunch and considers them, you know, uh, the same basic commodity without really taking the time to study the differences in their approach or their presentation or their achievements. As in every profession or organization, there are those who are committed to excellence, who devote endless amounts of time, effort, and energy into working with buyers and sellers, and who are highly adept problem solvers. Others simply march to lower standards and do the bare minimum to get by. Some are more resourceful, more responsive, and more creative. For example, a real estate agent who has been selling real estate for two years and primarily works as a buyer's agent, they're not going to have the same skill set as a real estate agent who has 20 years of experience and focuses on working with sellers. Although a few photos and minimal listing description may be adequate in the eyes of one agent, another agent can't even begin to imagine presenting a listing that wasn't properly prepped for sale with staging, video, 3D, and a slick marketing campaign. Right? In real estate, an agent can't ever assume, and likewise, the same goes for the public. 
Mm. So it's okay to shop around for an agent. Absolutely. Good. We highly recommend it. You should interview two, maybe three agents just to make sure you're getting what you need. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably going to be a wrap for today. And as always, it's been a pleasure to share this Sunday morning with you and hopefully bring a little more clarity to the world of real estate. You're going to want to stay tuned for Sean Hannity coming up next. And of course, you don't want to miss cruising to the oldies with Lugnut at noon. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors, hoping you have a wonderful rest of your day and a fantastic week ahead. I'll look forward to you tuning in again next week here on the Kern County Real Estate Review, where we'll have an exciting new real estate topic on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. Times we're living in are unparalleled, and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com.